0: Well, hello and welcome to Wish Upon a Star. This is Ann Banks, your host. Wish Upon a Star is a dynamic radio program spotlighting talent in the arts arena with discussions of the challenges and some advice in making it individual, musical, literary, painting, and performing arts. Another component and unique part of the show is we will interview professional guests, experts in the fields of community development programs, entertainment law, copywriting, studio recording, publishing, and promoters. And today, our guest, ladies and gentlemen, is Mr. Nat Rice, the founder and creator of The Mr. Nat Show. His bio... Mr. Nathaniel Rice is a songwriter, record producer, and recording artist. He began his music career road managing his younger brother, Gene Rice, who replaced Teddy Pendergrass as one of the famed Harold Melvin and the Blue Notes group. He traveled internationally for a couple of years, learning the music business. Nat had no idea. That God was preparing him to eventually start working on the creative side of the music business. And that's when the songwriting and performing began. In 1986, he put some young people together and started writing positive and educational songs for them. He called them the P.S. Mad Kids, which stood for Parents and students, moving against drugs, and it primarily dealt with singing songs and educating kids about drugs. He eventually began writing, producing, and performing gospel music. Today, Nat has grown into a professional gospel music singer and songwriter with 20 gospel CDs has over 350 music compositions. His music is currently being streamed and downloaded all over the world. Welcome to the show, Nat.
1: Thank you. Thank you, Sister Andel. Thank you very much.
0: All right, we're going to begin. And usually when I begin the show with the guests, I say, what better place to start our conversation? Then at the beginning, I'll read some testimonials from various school principals that state, one quote, thank you so much for visiting our school and presenting your positive motivational assembly to our students, end quote. Next quote, the students were completely enchanted with the energizing program that you presented, end quote. Now, Nat, we all know this is an era where it is believed that most students have a very short attention span. I will let you begin by telling our audience the passion that instilled you to take on this challenging task of motivating our youth. Well, first
1: first and foremost, uh, uh, the invariably asked question of me is, how, how did you or what inspired you to put together a group of young people and began to write songs, educating other young people, getting them to sing to educate other young people about the dangers of drugs and alcohol and cigarettes, which of course we include as drugs across across the board. And uh so it it, it was it was all about making a difference spiritually because you cannot go into public schools. Being a gospel performer and songwriter, you cannot go into public schools and sing gospel,
0: so oh, you have to
1: come at it. Yeah, you have to come at it a, a a different way. And first and foremost, as far as holding young people's attention, because as you alluded to, yes, they have a very short attention span. But the songs I write, I don't compromise the lyric content. The songs are exclusively positive, and educational in nature. But it's all about how it's the song is arranged and presented. Uh, to draw the young, people's, young people in, and it's interactive where they enjoy it as well.
0: Excellent. I can tell my audience that I have had the privilege of seeing both aspects of the gospel presentations and as well as the school uh, performances, and they were excellent. Again, Nat, what was your mission or goal in making the Mr. Nat Show It now has become a social awareness issue?
1: Well, when you told the folks earlier about my travel internationally on the secular side of the music business, I don't have anything against the secular music in terms of I love a good melody and, and a good content to a song. In fact, my brother, who replaced Teddy Pendergrass, still lives in L.A. and still performs. I have a couple of brothers out there that write and do secu- secular music. But after experiencing that out on the road, I was at an age where uh, I, I just felt within inside of me that that's not what God had for me. So I decided to commit to ministry. When I write a song, I don't think hit record. I think ministry. And I let God take it and lead me to where he wants it to go, and not being
0: preoccupied with the material stuff and things of that nature. And you're doing an excellent job of that, because I know I had you at one of my particular sites, and everybody was just so enthused, the adults as well. When you began this enormous journey, how exciting was it as you progressed, and it took off like a rocket?
1: Well... On
0: the contrary, <laughs>
1: it didn't take off like a rocket. As, as a matter of fact, you know how when you, when you put your foot in something that you've never done before, there are exactly. a lot of naysayers.
0: Yeah. And I so, have that as one of my questions, so, so go ahead. Right,
1: but the, but the Word of God, by being having some scripture in me, the Word of God tells you right in the Word that one must encourage themselves because everybody mm-hmm. has an opinion based upon knowing you in the past, you yeah. know. So oh. I just try to prove to our young people that uh, it's, it's not rocket science. I think uh, Michelle Obama stated not too long ago where her and Barack was in the White House. It's not rocket science, young people. And that's mm-hmm. part of my program in terms of self-esteem, anti-bullying, and drug-free in the school system that you happen to actually witness.
0: Exactly, I've read some of the testimonies at the beginning of the program, but just like you just finished saying to to actually add on to that, what were some of the initial first impressions you received, maybe not only from the schools but maybe the students and parents and some of the people you told what you were doing?
1: Well, the first impression was was the the you know when you when you go on the stage when you go on the stage to perform with young people, uh, you know like like our generation, sister andell, they our mother would tell us yep. if you can't say if you can't say something good, don't say nothing don't at say all. Don't say nothing. That's
0: right. But when you go up on the
1: stage in front of young people, they haven't reached that point. <laughs> they, they, yes. they don't like you. <laughs> they, they, don't like you. <laughs> they don't like you. They don't like you. They will tell you they don't like you. You know. So it's all about being being able to engage young people. And and without tooting my horn, I just believe that's one of the gifts God has given me, and able to engage not just young people, adults as well. But you have to engage them. You can't go into schools and start beating them over the top of the head and judging them. You got to go in and make a presentation first to draw their attention. Their attention is obviously drawn through the music and the presentation.
0: Exactly. But then
1: they realize what I'm saying out of my mouth is exclusively positive, spiritual, and educational. So the point that I prove is the music does not have to be negative for our young people to have a good time.
0: Exactly. Tell tell our audience, based on what you're doing with the Mr. Nat show, some of the kids who came up at, to you after the presentation, what did they want? I know you told me a little something about how they would just come around you. Tell uh, us about that. The kids that, want
1: the, the kids want autographs. Yeah, they want they want one of my CDs. They want posters. They want to hug me, and and believe it, our young people are. I tell you, they they are. I am I am so blessed and believe me, encouraged by them. Because you never know what they're thinking. But, you know, they'll yeah. come up and say, oh, I love this show. That was a, I like that song. I like this song. And, frankly, it is truly a blessing because, you know, you know you've reached somebody. Because, as I alluded to a couple of minutes ago, if they like you, they like you. If they don't like you, they don't like you. And when they don't like you, they'll let you know. And when they like you, they'll let you know.
0: Also tell our audience what you do also in your show that I've witnessed about giving them the opportunity to get up on the stage themselves and how much they enjoy that. Tell us about that and what you gave them once they did participate.
1: You know, it's funny uh, because when a performer is up on the stage, particularly, say, me being by, your, by myself up there as a solo artist, right. you make it look easy. And a lot of time, particularly young people don't realize the work that has to be put in to get up there by yourself and hold an audience by yourself. So right. the, the 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 what I get a kick out of when I bring kids out of the audience and you can, they've gotten up on the stage and, and forgotten their names. <laughs> I mean I've had grown ups I've I've had grown it's funny. I've had grown ups come up on the stage and and forget their name. They get nervous because they stand out they Look out there in the audience. They realize that you got five hundred people out there. Everybody looking at you. and exactly. See what you're going to do and see what, see what you're going to say. But I tell you something. When if a kid can if a kid can get over that at a young age, uh, they can be they can be encouraged. It raises their level of uh, self-esteem, you know. And and so the interactive part of the program is one of my favorite part of the program, because I I really enjoy talking to them, speaking with them, making them laugh, and uh, it's very encouraging.
0: Oh, absolutely. I take some of the ones in the audience when you asked them to come up, and I could virtually see some of them who went down in their chairs like, mm, no, I don't want to do that. But then when some of them got up there and so saw how much fun it was, then the next time you did something, they raised their hand. So you're absolutely right. correct in that. You right. have to just show them. And then, like you said, once they got up there, they looked out in the audience and were like, oh, my God, what have I gotten myself into? But they got <laughs> over that. because if you right. but you remember it, was just, it
1: wasn't just the kids. When you watch yes. the program, the adults do the same thing.
0: <laughs> exactly.
1: You know, it's not, <laughs> that was good. It's not easy.
0: Right. Well, also, after some research in the well known schools, student disruptions, what do you think stimulated you more in determining to go ahead with the task of engaging the youth in positive musical entertainment?
1: Uh, I'm sorry, I didn't hear the first part of that
0: question. It was the student and school disruptions that we hear so much about. So, Uh when you went in there, what do you think stimulated you more? in determining to go ahead with the task of engaging the youth in positive musical entertainment? Was there lack of knowledge of wanting to learn the bullying? Or just what was it? Because there's so much going on in schools now. Because, well, you know, school shootings and all of that. Right.
1: First first and foremost, I'm mindful of the fact that most people are good. Most people, most kids are good. Yeah. You know, right. It's, it's always, you know, I mean, the... Our, our media, of course, you know they they don't they're not going to talk about uh, the, crit- uh, the young people that are yeah. coming to school and doing their work and everything. They'll put the emphasis on who has their pants hanging off of them and, and who's not going to school or who's doing something bad. But I I I've, I've learned not to, not to paint our young people with a broad brush. The, the majority of them want want to do the right thing, you know. So you just you don't you don't you don't give up on them. I I'll tell you one thing, real, real briefly. I've heard older people say, "I'm I'm not going to I'm not going to tell that young person nothing because they're not going to listen anyway." Don't don't stereotype all of our young people like that. As an adult, you have a responsibility to 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 give them, to, to encourage them, give them the other side. You know, and I realize that I can't keep every child with me by the hand 24/7. Now, I could virtually guarantee you, if I could do that, we wouldn't have no problem out of none of the kids. You know, but right. I know I can't do that. So when I go into a school, I I I will reach. You know, that the heavens say one when one comes, the heavens the heavens rejoice. So when you go in, you don't stereotype them. You don't put them down. You just you have to encourage them. You know that's yeah. what it's all about.
0: Right, and you also mentioned that in our day and time, uh, school was, was, it was it was a beautiful place to be. I mean, we just loved to go. Well, at least I know I did love to go to school. The teachers were very comforting and everything. The neighbors knew if you did anything wrong, they would tell your mother. But we didn't have the challenges we had today. We were coming up, Nat. We didn't have social media. We didn't have right. bullying. Okay. We didn't have a police presence where you have to go through school through a, a detector, you know, a weapon detector. So it right. is kind of hard, and that's why I'm saying you do a wonderful job. And as the only person on the stage, sometimes I know you introduce. Some of the african american leaders uh if mm-hmm. you meant them, what are some notable african American leaders you do mention in your musical compositions, and to you what would their significance be to our youth
1: well their 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 significance to 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 me even more so than the kids because the kids today in in the schools they get some African-American history where you and I went. We didn't get that.
0: Yes. Okay. Not
1: on, not on this level, needless to say, I mean, let alone having a, a whole month ded- dedicated to Black History Month, you know.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: One of the emphasis, I think, at the program you were at that I put on for Black History Month, I put emphasis on that we are currently living black history. And the yes. kids that get quiet... And I'll ask them who they don't know what I, the point that I'm trying to make at the time. I may point to the picture on the wall and I say, Well who's who's the name of the first black president? Now now think about it. I'm in a middle say if I say if I'm I do all age levels. Say if I'm in an elementary school or middle school kid. These African American kids, including including the Caucasian kids as well, because there, a lot more schools are uh, are mixed Integrated. schools to when you yeah. and I went to school. You say right, but 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 the 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 thing is, I say we're living Black history. They only know, they only knew a Black president. Yeah. You see what I'm
0: saying? There you go.
1: Yeah. Take like a kid at four years old and say Obama, hmm. Barack Obama was in there for eight years. You know, or a kid that's eight years old. That's all they knew. So when you and I yeah. were coming up, it was rocket science to us. But as yeah. they grow up. They're going to say, well, you know, what's the big deal? What goes into their spirit is, hey, I can do that. I never even entertained that thought that I could be president. Do you see the difference? Yes. yes. That's why it's so
0: significant. Yeah, you're absolutely right. What I'm going to do, I know I, I didn't bring my water with me. So now I'm going okay. to take, we're going to take a 30-second break, and we will okay. be right back. All right.
1: Right, let's get loose, District. yeah.
0: yeah. That, that what up, y'all?
1: I just came yeah. to your city to serve it up. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. yeah. Show me love. Show me love. Hop off the plane to a new show. What up? And all the shorties they be waiting on me. Thugs packing they pistols. Huh. But ain't nobody aiming on me. Not me. Got a pocket full of fresh dough. dough so you know I got a bag it, homie. Bag it for me. And, and I'm thankful.
0: Whatever you want Hello and welcome back to Wish Upon a Star This is Andell Banks, your host Today, ladies and gentlemen We have a very exciting program for you today We've been speaking with Mr. Nathaniel Rice A creator of the Mr. Nat Show He is not also He's also a songwriter, record producer, recording artist and the creator of the Mr. Matt Show. Here on Wish Upon a Star, we welcome comments and suggestions at musicradio34 at gmail.com. Again, we always look forward to any comments and suggestions, and you can email us at musicradio34 at gmail.com. We also live-streamline the broadcast on any of our 50 Affiliate Station at bbsradio.com forward slash affiliate dash partners. We can also be heard on iTunes, Facebook, and listen to all of our previous broadcasts in the archive link at bbsradio.com forward slash Wish Upon a Star, hashtag archives. Again, our guest, Nat Rice. So, Nat, we're going to continue with our conversations of this most exciting program that you have created. Some studies show also socialization, and you are there, Nat? Yes. Okay. Some studies show socialization and the perpetuation of low expectations of students can be found in the home, in the school, and even in the workplace. How does your program try to address this theory of low expectations well, my, of all of our students?
1: Yeah, my thought process is at, at the at the program. If you can, Paul, before I I might open up with a song, but then I'll talk to the kids for a minute. And if you yeah. remember, I I speak about leadership, uh uh, uh being being a leader. Yeah, and uh, now and, and so, and so the the program you attended, for an example, was the elementary school kids, and you got from pre kindergarten up to the fifth grade, and when you get up there and talking about being a leader, uh, the young people look at you like say, well, wait a minute, I know what they're thinking. I'm, I'm just a little kid. I can't be no leader. But then the example, if you recall that I use, I have them raise their hand for each one, everyone that has a younger brother or sister at home, and virtually right. the entire audience raised their hand. And then the example that I give them, first I ask them to agree with me that cigarettes are drugs. They say yes, of course. So if you're a younger brother or sister, of course, you're smoking a cigarette. First thing they probably do is tell on you, then what would they do? Then the kids respond, but they're very intelligent. Well, they'll do the same thing. Why would they do the same thing? Obviously, because they see you do it. You do things you see older people do, but your little brother or sister looks up to you. Now, that example that I'm giving them, here's a the young person. They don't realize they, they no leader, they're they not their leaders, but that plants a seed, you know. And sometimes that could take a kid. That could be a turning point, you know, in a child's life for the rest of their life. They're, they're beginning to think, oh, wait a minute. I got to set the example for my little brother or sister. You know, you ain't going to bring everybody over. But I guarantee you that somebody, some child gonna walk out of that auditorium with a different a different light over their head before they came in.
0: Exactly. Teach one to learn one. So if you're teaching right. them, they can look at their brothers and sisters as well. That's right. On that uh, same thing somewhat, and like I said, you can elaborate on these because we have plenty of time now uh-huh. since you've got the, got the gist of everything. Do you have an opinion on the significance of teachers and parents as important motivators and leaders when it comes to the unexpected low performance of the students in school academics? And what I'm talking about is when we were coming up, if you did great, everybody would pat you on the back and call you smart and was happy for you. But it doesn't mm-hmm. seem to be that way today. It seems like the kids want to beat you up. If you're smart, so again, my question was: You have an opinion on significance. How significant is it of the teachers and the parents as important motivators and leaders for their for our kids?
1: Well, I mean the old adage, and we come from that generation. Yeah, it has to start at home. It, it has to start. I give you. I give you an elementary example when. You, when when we were little, and our mothers would we take us to the store with her to the market or whatever, we knew not to show off because if we did, mom dealt with us right on the spot. Okay, but you, it was no, it was no, nothing ambiguous about that at all. But a child, a child, a little child, will show everybody exactly what's going on at home. When they go when they're out in the street with their parents, oh,
0: you know they
1: will yeah. tell just by how they act and how they deal with stuff. you know what i mean in other words yeah. they we have always had young young parents there are a lot more today there are a lot more young single parents today than it were i mean my dad wasn't there when I was growing up, but my mama was steadfast. We have a situation now where you know say in the african American community. It's about sixty five percent no father's in the home, and you have about half of that in the in in the caucasian white community uh as well but when I was coming up when the african American father wasn't there, mom was there, but now right. you have a situation in some homes where the father's not there and and mom is 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 so young she, she's not
0: as as you know in other words
1: I see young mother- i've seen mothers. You know, cursing at their babies, you know, stuff like that just didn't happen in my generation. You know, at least I didn't experience it. You know, and it's just too oh, much. Of, too much of that is happened.
0: huh? I said, of course not. That would never be. No. And and I I can also remark on that same statement that you made that when we went out, first of all, which is another aspect I need we need to talk about, mm. after we. Uh, It was like an excursion. I'm from um, Baltimore County, and when we were going into the city, we were dressed, we washed, we got dressed. And Mm -hmm. my brother, my brother, my father, had this big Studebaker (laughs) car. I'm telling my age, which I'm still proud of. Um, (laughs) And we, like you said, we would not even think of speaking out of terms. My mother raised us with her eyes that if you turned around and tried to do something, she would look at you. would not say a word, but we knew what it meant. So right. you're absolutely right. Well, again not only that. Think about, I, I I about never... the way the children are dressing, too. That was another right. thing I wanted to throw that in. We would never right. go out the street dressed the way some of these young ladies and boys. Yeah. Go ahead. Well,
1: and I'll I tell you what. You know what it comes from. I mean, our young people are very impressionable. They're very intelligent, but they're very impressionable. yeah okay, So obviously very impressive. Now, when we were coming up, for an example, and I can, you know, generation we come from, I mean, there were three stations on TV. And it went and at 1 o'clock in the morning, all of them went off.
0: <laughs> yes. With that okay. little sound at the head.
1: <laughs> right. Okay. They didn't have... Mm-hmm. If you look back on cable, some of the old black and white movies, they didn't even curse. Right.
0: Movies.
1: Now, right. forget the movies now, because they rated and you go see a rated movie. Ain't supposed to take kids. But right in the home, on the regular TV shows, they are saying things on the regular TV shows that they didn't say in the movies. Exactly. You see what I'm saying? And yeah. you've got 150 stations. The kids are seeing everything. So the consequence of that, they become immune to stuff. You know, all the violent games. I mean, this this stuff is having an impact. The social media. I mean, all this these stuffs are for the good, but obviously, you know, when it comes down to making money, you know, folks folks are going to take it to the next level wherever they can make money. So the consequence of that is a lot of a lot of negativity. You know, say so the kids the kids only can emulate. You know, you know what they witness. In other words, there's a saying, whatever goes in a child has to come out because they don't know nothing else. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. So I've been in the elementary school setting up to do a program, and I've heard kids as young as 4 or 5 cuss another kid out. When I was 4 or 5, I never even heard those words, let alone using I them. You see what I'm see the difference?
0: Yeah, they don't just yeah. hear them at
1: home. Sometimes they hear it on TV because when the, when they have the cable, the kids watch everything the parents watch on TV. Every kind of movie they see everything. You know, you got the the sexing with the phone. All the young kids got their smartphone before I had a smartphone. <laughs> I, I had to bring no flip up phone.
0: <laughs> right, right.
1: So 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 they so they see. Everything. And Sister Andella, I tell you, you know, what what goes on in that home, what went on in our home, we got discipline, no abuse, discipline, foundation. Now, so we went out into the world. We crossed the threshold. Went out into the world. We still made our mistakes. But at least we recognized what was going on out there. We could determine that ain't right because that's not what I was getting at home. Like I yeah. said, I don't want to paint it with a broad brush because it's not all of our babies, but it's too many. They're getting the same thing at home that they're getting when they walk out into the world. So the consequence of that, they end up throwing their hands up in the air and giving up. Look at all the killing with our young people. We didn't have that when we were coming up. Right. Because they, they see it. They see everything. And then they got to play it out. You know what I mean? So,
0: Okay, we are, speaking of just you and me, at the moment, we know we didn't have no abuse because of what we do today. I'm, right. I'm into that realm, too, helping people, helping the kids and all of that. We didn't see any abuse. We're not clinicians, right. we're not psychologists, and we're not analysts. But can we tell right. our audience some of the things that you think might be a helpful prelude to? because it's our kids, and you know, our kids are just gone bonkers. Can you think of anything? You've had kids. I've had kids. You know well, what, what? To to your mind, might help our society. The most, the most important
1: today? thing. The, the most important thing is when you and I were kids. Every every all the adults smoked cigarettes because they didn't know what the dangers of cigarettes were at that time. Okay, okay. but they could say to us, my generation do as I say, not as I do, exactly. because the discipline was in order. You can't right. do that today across the board. You can't have a cigarette in your hand and tell your child don't smoke. Because if that child looks at you and say, well, you know, you smoking, I mean, what are you going to do, beat the child to death? I'll give you a perfect example, but it's a true story. Because you witnessed my show. You know, I deal with cigarettes as a drug in the show. Okay? Right. right. So one of the kids won one of my CDs and a poster because, you know, they answer a certain question. I'll give them something. And it has my information on it. Well, a cut to the chase. I got a phone call because my phone number and email and stuff. I got a phone call from one of the parents. They say, is this Mr. Nat? I say, yes. She said, I want to thank you, Mr. Nat. I didn't know who this person was. I want to thank you, Mr. Nat, because because of you, I stopped smoking cigarettes. I said, well, I don't understand. to My little child came home today, six years old, and asked me. "Was I'm, I was teaching my child about don't mess with drugs. So he came home and asked me, is cigarettes drugs? So I asked him, where you hear that from? Well, Mr. Nat came to our school today and did a show, and he said cigarettes yeah. drugs. And, and she said, it's the mother said, sue me back on my heels because I wasn't even thinking in those terms. And she said, I stopped smoking because of that, and I want to call up and thank you. I said, no, you thank your child because the word of God says, a child shall lead them.
0: Lead us. That's right. See? Okay, that's, that's one that we know is a very positive thing. Like we said, stop doing the things that you think that your kid is not listening to and that's another thing about our children today. They'll take it all in but they won't say anything. Right. You know what I mean? They just look and see what you're doing for that smoking. What about the gun part? Oh God.
1: Well, we know what that's all about. That's in terms of the guns, in terms of the sale of the guns and everything. Uh or you just or you making reference to a lot of the kids that are shooting one another.
0: Yes, I was talking about uh, I'm not on Facebook too much anymore, but I do can go on there and look at some of the other things. And to emulate that particular point, there was a docu there, a document, just a many uh-huh. thing, where this kid, 12 years old, went into a bar and asked for a drink. And the person said, you can't drink drink. Get out of here. Get out of here. Uh-huh. Then he went into the store to get a pack of cigarettes. And uh-huh. the woman behind the gun, she said, cigarettes? You can't get any cigarettes. You're too young. You're not even supposed to be in here. Get out of here. Then he went somewhere else, maybe, to get those cigarellos that the young people smoked. And they wouldn't give him anything. He went to the mall, wherever this was, and they had a gun show. Uh, he went over, and he bought an automatic gun, 12 mm-hmm. years old. Mm-hmm.
1: See, this that's, is a true story. I...
0: Happened. It just happened. It was just on, on Facebook. Right. I don't know when it was, but it had to be last year or this year.
1: Right. That's what I say. That's about
0: That's about my the money. my question I mean, to you too is can we tell them the correlation between what they're looking at on some of the stuff that I don't even know too much about. What is those little things that they have on on the TV about uh, the violence? Is that a correlation between that having the guns and looking at those shows on those game shows?
1: Oh well, what's out of that? I mean? Because uh, I mean, it, 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 you don't need, but you don't need to have an effect on but one to go out and and do a mass killing. It ha- is happening all all the time, you know. But to take it to, to take it a step further, uh, contemporaneously speaking, what recently what just happened in Florida? This yeah, kid was nineteen what I was years about. old, was 17. He, 17. Right,
0: 17.
1: he was nineteen. But yes. he bought
0: the AR-15
1: when he was 18. Now, he could go in and buy an AR-15 legally
0: yes. at 18
1: years old. This is a war weapon. He couldn't buy the pistol, but he could buy that. He couldn't go in the store and buy a pack of cigarettes. He couldn't right. go in the bar. He couldn't buy a drink. But he could go right. in a gun store legally and buy an AR-15 at 18 years old. That comes down to money. That's the bottom line. That's They pass these laws for money because the corrupt politicians are being paid off by the gun manufacturers. You know, the younger they are, the more people they got to purchase guns. That's all about the money. They don't care, you know, see, because we need the, to politicians, get with our legislators the politicians that make They've the got, law,
0: Yeah,
1: their children, all of them, they in private schools with, with protection all around them, you know what I mean?
0: Exactly. Right. Well, they have a referendum on, on the books now that Congress and, and all of them are stifled on because they don't want to do anything for the, for the Rifle Association, the ARA or whatever it is. The, N- the, NRA. They won't pass the bill, NRA. They won't pass the bill to make a, a more stronger policy for people to actually register and get guns. They won't pass it. I mean, what will it take if you see somebody killing 17 people in school? What will it take you? We need to get with our, like I said, we're not clinicians, we're not psychologists, we're not legislators, but we are people who have children who go to school. Mm-hmm. If not our children, our grandchildren or my great grandchildren. You know what I mean? So that's I know what you the main thing. We need to get that. Right now, before I get too involved in this, I'm going to take a break. So now we're going to take another 30-second break, and we'll be right back, ladies and gentlemen. All right. This is Andale Banks, your host on Wish Upon a Star, and we're broadcasting on bbsradio.com, Station One. Our guest today is Mr. Nathaniel Rice, songwriter, record producer, and recording artist. We want to let you know that we do welcome comments and suggestions. You can email us at musicradio34 at gmail.com. Again, That's comments and suggestions and any other programs that you would like to hear on our show at musicradio34 at gmail.com. We live-streamline the broadcast on any of our 50 affiliate stations at bbsradio.com forward slash affiliate dash partners, and we're on iTunes, you can hear us on Facebook, and listen to our previous broadcast in the archive link show page at bbsradio.com forward slash wish upon a star hashtag archives. We're going to return to our guest, Nat Rice. And, Nat, what I want to continue with is I just get so upset about the things that are going on with our young people that a lot of them now won't even make it to 50 or sixty years old. I mean, that's sad to even try to mentally comprehend that. Mm -hmm. Is there any way we might identify where the link breaks from a student wanting to achieve, to inspire, and sort of motivate themselves for a brighter future? To me, it seems like there's a link breakage there because I know when you were coming up, what you're doing now, what I'm doing now, we always wanted to do something. You know, we had that, inspiration, is there a link somewhere now where the student doesn't want to achieve anymore?
1: Well, the the medium that I'm operating in, the entertainment medium, I'll come from uh, that, that perspective. Okay. I challenge anyone to tell me what in our society has a bigger influence than the entertainment medium. Now think about this for a second. The entertainment medium influences adults, right? Yes. And they are supposedly have some some wisdom, some experience, you know I mean and 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 some common sense, all right, to separate (laughs) you know uh, uh, uh fact from fiction et cetera what's real and what's not real
0: yeah. our young
1: people if so if it influences the adults, imagine the the level of influence it has on our young people okay so the 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 idea is first you recognize you ain't gonna save everybody but yeah if if you if you are committed i'm I'm committed to making a difference from that perspective, and I know it works because. The length of time I've been doing it and kids have grown up to adults that I run into that come to me and say certain things, which is a blessing and, and, and very encouraging to me. But right. that that medium, including the medium, the news medium or whatever, because, you know, they're ambulance chasers as well, you know. Like they say, right. if it bleeds, if it bleeds it leads, they're obviously not going to talk about. You know, the the thousand planes that land safely. They're only gonna talk about the one that crashed. You know, then they say we'll be back in a minute after they try to sell you something. That's all show business. Believe me. Yeah. It's all it's all show business. They do some good as well, but believe me, that's all show business. But on the entertainment yeah. part of it, if we can have more artists that don't think about money and become more committed to to. Presenting themselves in an the, the entertainment medium from an exclusively positive and spiritual perspective, they will still make a. They still can make a good living. They still can make money. You know what I mean. But a lot of it out there, a lot of it out there is, is just pure junk, pure negativity. You know, to make the quick dollar, they don't care what in what impact it has uh, on our young people. And I hope the audience don't misunderstand me. I'm not judging nobody to the point where I'm presenting myself as this perfect individual. But a lot of the entertainment medium has such a major, major influence on our young people. You know what I mean?
0: Exactly. And it
1: all comes down to the almighty dollar.
0: Sometimes in your uh, dissertation you just finished saying about the money and everything, a lot of things do become negative because if it doesn't make money, if it doesn't sell, then why do it? That's what they're probably thinking. There you go. I think we may be turning the corner a little bit with Mm the uh, showing of the Black Panther. I mean, they have thousands. Um, I yeah. mean, well, millions in their respect because I think in the first month they made $347 right. million dollars in just the first month or the first couple of days. But what I have seen online is that the young kids, and I don't know if you've noticed, but I've noticed a lot that the young kids don't laugh and smile as much as they used to, like we used to do, go out and play and laugh and have a good time. But with this movie, the comments, have been primarily and most enthusiastically about the young kids and how right. much they were so happy to see themselves.
1: Right. See, we didn't. That we didn't, black
0: panther we, movie has done right. more for our young kids, just like you said. That media. If you make, if the right. artist make that commitment to show something that can generate that kind of enthusiasm from our kids. We're on the right track
1: uh, because that image. See, you and yes. I didn't have that image. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we 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 didn't we didn't have that image. You know what I mean? So they're growing up. It's things things change through generations. Like Martin Luther King said, "The I think, what is it? The the uh, uh, the, 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 the arc the, the arc of life bends slowly, but it bends towards justice." I'm probably paraphrasing there. You know it bends slowly but it bends towards justice and you and I have lived long enough where we have a a, a a lot less days ahead of us than we have behind us but we can look back and see from from where from whence from where it was to where it is now you know but you, but you, but you can't stop you got to keep showing up every day and, and yes. giving away at it you know what i mean yes and 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 but but money money turns it and that's that's Into. that's why I alluded to when we first began this interview. When, when I, you know, God has given me a little bit of talent. But when I write a song or I sing a song or whatever that I write, I do not think a uh, hit record. I do not think money. I think ministry. And I assure everyone in the sound of my voice that God supplies all of my needs.
0: Absolutely. When we're on that subject, too, uh, I'm sure a lot of people in our audience, some of them can relate to it. If they can't, their mothers can or grandmothers can, Uh
1: uh-huh.
0: um, that when we were coming up, all we saw was Snow White, right? Golden Locks, right. Cinderella, you know, anything, imagery, now we're talking about image. Um right. And then I know I was at a gathering one time. We were at a dinner gathering at this person's house. And one of the people there, I was shocked, was a minister. Not that he was a minister, but what he said. And we were talking. Mm. And he was saying that in one neighborhood, they closed down the library. This was many, many years ago. Mm. And that the reason why they closed down the library was because the black kids in the neighborhood didn't ever come to the library. And I'm just listening Mm. to this, you know. So mm-hmm. like we were saying about image and what do we see our young kids see, they don't see anything about them. So I spoke mm-hmm. up. I didn't know these people that very well. Only the people who invited me, they were my friends. But the other guests, some of them, and this minister in particular. So he mm-hmm. says, and that's why they don't have libraries. In black neighborhoods. I said, wait a minute. After he had finished, because he, he infested me so badly, that I said, yeah, well, maybe they don't go to the library. Because they don't see nobody in there that looks like them. Right. If you're going to talk about Snow White, Cinderella, and right. all those other stories, they're all white. I said, maybe that's why they don't go to the library. I said, what you need to do in your community is tell them to put some books in there about something that relates to the black. Right. The sparrow. Well, not only How that, we see. go
1: back to where all the when we you know where it wasn't either, it was all white doll babies.
0: Yes, yes. Well, I had a black one. I had a black one. Right. I don't but, know. But well, it was all—it
1: was all done life. purposely. It was all For done purposely. Them, you know yes. what I mean? You know, right. in other words, the whole, the whole, the, 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 the whole of person, the whole of people down. See, but they can't—they can't do that now. You know, the like they say, the the the, the well, how how the saying go? The, the the cat's out of the hat or the box? How would it go?
0: <laughs> yeah, the, yeah, yeah. you got the cat out of the bag. You know, it right? the you know, the out, out of the barn
1: or whatever. You know right. what I mean? They, yeah. they can't they can't they can't do that now. Because see yeah. the kids are growing up the kids the young people are growing up together now. They're growing up together and, and they're they saying, Well what is wrong with these, these grown up folks? Why are they acting like they don't a lot of them don't see it. You know what I mean? Yes. Because it is a difference. Yeah. But it, it has yeah. to, it only changes through generations because that generation that 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 perpetuates that negativity Literally, you know, for lack of a better yeah. statement, they just have to die off. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? See? But, it, so but it's up to our people like us that, like you're to pay it yeah.
0: Exactly. We have to right. expose our kids, be it black, white, green, yellow, I don't care what color they are. Right. They have to be right. exposed. Uh, I haven't been invited to speak at a prestigious, uh, I won't say the name, club. And I think I'm going to talk about uh, the exposition of communication through all races. Okay. I think there's something. Mm. All cultures can learn something from another culture. And right. I think that's what my intention right. But going back to what we are talking about and what you do, Nat, uh, I have did some research. I do a lot of research because of the show. But anyway, mm. it has been researched that it's 50% of males without educational qualifications, mm. but 70% of females without educational qualifications. Mm-hmm. I know some people in our audience and a lot of people might argue the difference, mainly because they think women are smarter than men. Have you found this to be true in your observations at the schools as far you know, just as far as participation in your presentations? Again, they think that fifty percent of the males without educational qualifications and there are seventy percent of female without educational qualifications. Well, sure, the opposition. only way I
1: can comment on that because I haven't done a specific reach research, just based upon what I, what I'm aware of, what I've been seeing in terms of the numbers, exactly, is is the 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 graduation level is up. Okay. Uh, there were actually a lot more African American women that were in college than African American men, you know, right. uh, and. And in terms of dropping out of school, that number has gone down, but it's it's yeah. still too high, you know. Yeah. And it's and it's and it's not because uh, 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 they don't possess the the capabilities, because nobody was born doing what they what they were doing. You know what I mean? Exactly. That's when it comes down to that home and that leadership. Now, mind me, you can be the the, the greatest mommy or the greatest daddy in the world, there's no guarantee how the child is gonna turn out. But I guarantee you if you take ten mommies and daddies, ten families that 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 are setting a good example, doing the right thing, raising the kid, so so you lose two. Two stray off and don't do right. Maybe three. So you batten seventy percent right. or eighty percent. But if then you take that same that conversely take that Ten families, none of them are setting a good example. None of them are really doing the right thing raise the kids. Now those numbers are, are reversed. You might lose eight of them. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. So although there's no guarantees, but the guarantee is, you know, there will be a lot more go through. You know what I mean? I mean, there are, there are a lot more doctors that came from somebody in the family being a doctor than somebody who... Who had nobody in the family to point to? Although there are some doctors, some families, where nobody in the family was a doctor. You see what I'm saying? Or even you know. gone to college.
0: We right. We still have a lot of families where the only it's one of the first people to ever finish college.
1: We still right. have that, that. image. It's, it's all that about image. The image. But
0: it's lesson. Yeah.
1: Right. But also, what's important too? Your... If there's an older sibling, an older sibling yeah. also. Set the good example for the younger sibling, and I've I experienced, I experienced that personally. I'm coming from a personal perspective with that. You know, the oldest sibling, you look to the oldest sibling, you know, can have a, a tremendous impact on a younger sibling,
0: you know. Right, okay, I don't know what he meant by that. I've got five minutes to three, but anyway, okay. okay. What I want you to do now, before we do go off the air, is tell our audience where they can get your CD. And you have the next minutes, whatever we have, you got it to tell them. Tell the audience where they can get in contact with you if they want to for any kind of services or anything within our particular area, and where they can purchase your CD and hear your music on media channels. Go right ahead.
1: Right. You can go. You can go to. You can go to YouTube. I have four videos up. I have about fifteen or sixteen CDs up on YouTube. Uh I'm under a couple of different names, Nat Rice or or Mr. Nat Rice. You know, Mr. Nat, you'll find the children's CDs, you'll find my gospel CDs. Uh you can find you can uh uh you can go to iTunes, you can go to Spotify, you can go to Amazon, all the digital outlets, look me up, download my music. Stream my music, which is currently, like I alluded to earlier, being streamed and downloaded all over the world. I'm on Facebook, uh, you know, uh, Nat Rice. You can tweet me. I'm on Twitter, all the social networks. And, okay. uh And people can also... I don't mind people calling. You know, they want to book me for a program at, uh, at 410-530-1162. I do Okay, Matt, in thank and you out so town.
0: much. Okay, they have another show coming on after us, so I want right. to say thank you so much, and we're going to sign off, ladies and gentlemen, with Mr. Nat Rice, creator of the Nat Show. This is Andel Banks, your host, and Denise Banks, your coordinator, saying keep reaching for the stars. Thanks so much for your support. Bye-bye.